I have this fear every single time. Like, it's like almost, we're almost done with the show, and I look to see if I actually turned my <laughs> microphone on. I'm like triple checking it. Because the light just comes on when I plug it in. Like, it, you know, it, it's yeah. on. So I'm like, oh. It- Got to run that thumb over there. Every every time you, you click record, run your thumb over your mic to, okay. to make sure it's up. Yeah, I That's always test. Tip. Oh, I test I before. I test before. Second test. Yeah, yep. I test before. And listen back. Yes, exactly. And I try to like harmonize with my <laughs> with myself. I'm like, ah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gotta make it a little fun. Uh, I just sing a dumb little number string, and that's it. Well, I'm sure yours sounds lovely. Mine, <laughs> mine, no. do not. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show slowly and consistently drifting away from the source material of Too Beautiful to Live. I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the Jail Dude, and the longest-running co-brogan of LRB, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. My co-hosts, starting from top to bottom on your podcasting dial from the hopefully thought-out-by-now Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne. With a plan, Lundholm. Hey, Anne. Hey, Mike. There is still a tiny bit of snow in the yard. What's the temperature? Just a few patches. What's the temperature? It's going to be like 63 here Whoa, that's nice. Yeah. Is there ever any temptation to just like, you know, run a little hot water in a pot and just go out (laughs) and say, all right. Fuck you. We're done here. Like pouring salt on on the lone slug in your yard. Like, good night. No, you just at this point I I'm like I'm checking it every time I come back from somewhere as <laughs> I pull in the driveway. I'm like, is it there? Is it there? Is it there? And as your podcast therapist, I, I urge you to take <laughs> take control of the situation. Okay. All right. It'll be gone uh, by tomorrow. So from the I guess uh from, from the photographs, a newly remodeled Middle-aged momish type studios in a tropically rainy South Austin this morning. Hillary, the H-bomb butler. Am I right? You have a new setup today? I do. Well, I got... So Dave and I moved into our house in January of 2011, before I was pregnant with any of my children. And we have this really pretty uh, window, sort of bay window set up in our bedroom that's gorgeous. And it looks sort of like a treehouse because there's we have a huge oak tree in our backyard. So it gives us some coverage, but we've never put any window coverings on it. I couldn't decide, mm-hmm. and then I got pregnant, and then I got pregnant again. So our bedroom has been kind of exposed. You really couldn't see it, but it's been pretty exposed for a while, and I podcast in here. I have my little setup. And so finally this week, we put up curtains that uh, I got my mom to buy for day for his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You pull a lot of strings, <laughs> Hillary. Listen, he doesn't care as much about his birthday as I do. So, Hillary I, I, has a lot of oars <laughs> in the water. Um. So. So. Anyway, we finally put them up. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, and they look really nice. So I was saying I have a little bit more privacy. Nobody's gonna see me podcasting or 
other activities. So, um, yeah, perish the thought. I know. Yeah, nobody needs to see that. So, um, anyway, it's exciting. I feel like an adult. I have a house that looks not like a college person lives here. So, yay mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- exposed windows. That's yeah. That's a that's like a college. No, it totally, <laughs> it totally is. They're really pretty, but it was it was time. Eight, eight years mm. is is about the right time. It is. So, uh, as usual, we will talk about our own business, as we already have actually. Then dive into a nominal recap of TPTL. We will keep some house and let you know how to get involved if you care to. And who is at the business desk this morning? Is it is it Anne? We have a very important piece of business. Oh, yes, we do. And that is that Hillary has started going to the YMCA in the mornings <laughs> to join this basketball game. And God damn it, if you don't walk <laughs> in the door and they give you a nemesis. That's that's how it went, right, that, That's exactly uh-huh. how it went. They handed him to me. I have accepted him as my new arch enemy. Welcome. Okay, now wait, wait, wait. I feel like maybe basketball isn't involved. Is that <laughs> no, right? No, no. It's not, unfortunately, it's not involved because we could kind of work it out on the court if it were involved. But in this case, you would right. dominate that little. <laughs> oh, I would. I would. I was a good, Oops. I was good. I was a good basketball player despite my height. I bet. <laughs> All right. You want me to lay out the situation? Wait, Mike, you said you were going to come up with a name for him. Should we lay that out on the table first? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, after getting a, a good look at his, uh, the the profile pick he chose for his career, um, uh, and uh, I don't even know if this is original or I just picked it up watching some movie or something. But how do you how do you looking ass motherfucker uh, is the <laughs> phrase that pays for me. Wait, what is that? H D L A M F. This motherfucker, I hate him. Okay, so let me set the scene. It was Wednesday. I was having a great day. I I woke up early to work out. I was really, like, pumped, proud of myself. I was having a good work day, like, chugging along, getting some stuff done. It was about time for me to leave, and I get a forward from mm, the head of my team. I guess he's my boss, but, like, not really, but the head of my team saying, oh, like, read below or I don't know something. So it was this long chain of – so I work at a corporation that has decided to go all open uh, concept for the offices, which whatever. No. It's so dumb, and it's it's because it's more cost-effective. They try to make it seem like it's more collaborative, but that's a lie. Um, Anyway, so we're all open, and we're all in, like, different little neighborhoods. Like, you know, it's open except that there's – like just chunks of areas everywhere. Um, and so we sit for some reason we sit with the appraisers and, uh, they, uh, really like things quiet, but for, I don't know. I didn't choose it. We just sit there. That's where we sit. So fine. Um, I don't think we're super rowdy, but we do talk some and it's just kind of the way it is anyway. So I'm going along on this Wednesday, I get this email forward to me. That's basically from the head of the appraisers. And he's saying, this team is too loud. You know, I, we need to remedy the situation. We got to figure it out. Um, and then it's everybody sort of fighting about, no, we don't have to figure it out. Yes, we do have to figure it out. But then I scroll to the bottom of the email and the instigating incident for why this guy was saying I, it was too loud was the following. Hold on. I got to pull it up. It said, Hillary hasn't stopped talking this whole morning. I moved away to a focus room, but I know it's bothering others. Fuck you, asshole. Oh my gosh. I like... 
Well, so my first instinct is to laugh. My second instinct is to be mad. And then my third instinct is to cry. I didn't cry. Like, when I cry, for the most part, when it's when I'm, like, frustrated with the situation and I don't know what to do. So I kind of started tearing up as I was leaving because I was, like, embarrassed and frustrated and whatever because this guy didn't have balls to come tell me, hey, be quiet or whatever. Anyway, so I... I have pulled myself into a focus room for the last two days to plot my revenge. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but (laughs) right now what it is is these guys, by the way, all like to shoot the shit with me. They want to talk about sports. They want to talk about all the people that, you know, the connections we have. If they don't want to hear me talking, which honestly, I don't talk that much. If they don't want to hear me talking, they don't get to shoot the shit with me like ever. Like I'm dead. The relationship is done. If they have to ask a business question, that's it. I'm done. They don't um, get to have the fun part of Hillary if they don't want to hear me talking. Ugh. Hillary. Yes. I, I have to offer some defense of howdy doody. Okay. In this situation. <laughs> Tell me. Um, charge number one in in <laughs> in the accusation. Um, I'm sorry. Accusation number one in the charges against you. Hillary hasn't stopped talking all morning. I can't say that there's a jury that that uh, that would not believe that part of it. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm going to like Michael. Also, I'm also gonna tell you at work for the most part. I am plugged into my headphones listening to podcasts. You know how many podcasts I listen to. That's what I'm doing sure. at work. I, I of course I do talk, but everybody's talking. I'm not just <laughs> idly running my mouth like narrating. Right. But my what, day. I, what I'm trying to say is you're so charming. Everyone wants to in, in, mm. engage you. And you have a lot to say. Um, the 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 problem with the the talking, I think, is probably for for this particular. Just completely judging by his looks, um, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't like women uh, talking a lot. I think that's it. And I well, and then the, my boss was like, "Well, maybe he thought you were this other girl who really does talk a lot." And I'm like, "Oh, that makes me feel so much better. I'm so happy that <laughs> right. he can't distinguish <laughs> right. between two female voices. Oh, the tone of our you voices. It. Yeah. Anyway, I I have not seen him actually in the past couple of days, but I feel well. I don't feel that bad, but I've sort of taken it out on watch the ret- TV Land. I think I think he's on at like three in the morning. <laughs> Um, I've decided to punish the whole team that I just don't talk to them anymore. I like grunt and grimace whenever they say hi to me. I'm like, "Mm." so watch out. I was, you know, the new chick. Well, like newish chick. I'm all friendly. Like, hi, everybody. I'm new here. You know, I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Now I'm like, fuck off. I'm done. Done being friendly. Pay me money. Focus room. That's what they call them, huh? Yes. A focus room. I like, so stupid anyway that is my nemesis if anybody has any tips on how i can further uh, punish him let me know well let me be supportive yes thank you unlike some other people (laughs) and say number one that he has to go complain to daddy exactly that you're breathing his air or whatever (sighs) instead of coming to you like an adult to resolve it number two he's too scared He's too scared for that. Number he's a scared two, person. Look at his picture. He's things- scared. Look at those eyes all wide. Oh my gosh. Scared. I mean, just because a woman has never touched his penis, <laughs> except oh. for to be very kind or very drunk. So he doesn't no have any kids. That's what, you're, that's what you're telling me. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Number okay. two, this is office life. Yes. This is what you have to deal with. Exactly. They're not You don't get scientists. to have an open concept office 
laid out to your precise liking. That's not how it works. I know. I agree. And it's such... It's such, I think the thing that really frustrated me was at first, like that people were sort of talking about me and I was like to, you know, to them like, oh, Hillary doesn't stop talking all morning. Ugh. Like, yeah, man up and come talk to me and tell mm-hmm. me that I'm frustrating you. That's or tell me that I to be quiet. Whatever. That's fine. And yeah. People are engaging you. You're not walking back and forth, you know, you know, you know in Asperger's, you know, talking to yourself. And, I know. You know, I'm responding to people. <laughs> right. <sighs> And number three, it's a, it's a conversation. To, say, to say, well, I moved to a focus room, but I know it's bothering other people. Ugh. Leave other people out of this, you motherfucker. Well, and that's part of the reason why now I'm like mm-hmm. looking at all these people with a different eye because I'm like, well, they were nice to me, but are they all kind of just talking behind my back and saying, oh, God, she keeps talking. No. He did a Trump thing. People oh. are saying, a lot of people <laughs> yes, are many saying. many people. <laughs> yep. He's trying to legitimize his own case by saying that there are other people that feel the same way. I hate him. Who knows if that's true? I hate him. I hate him. All right. Thank you, Han. And nominally, Mike. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. People keep trying to talk to me like, oh, he just always says that. It's always how he is. Well, you know what? Things need to change. Fuck off. Hillary's here. Things are going to change now. Um, have you thought about maybe sitting as close to him as you possibly can and talking exclusively to him? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have the balls to do that, but that would be amazing. Tell me everything. Can we see you on TV land? You're so handsome. (laughs) You're so tall. Uh, You're way taller than you look with that guy's hand up here. (laughs) No, wait. He was a, he was, he a marionette? Howdy doody, or was he a puppet? I can't remember. Again, Maybe I was both. not. I was not born in 1945. I don't know. I didn't. I, that was the yeah. one that surpassed me. Uh, howdy doody is a little before the time of both Hillary and me, Mike. Okay. Well, it was all the rage uh, when we first got our moving pictures. <laughs> Your talkies at the Nickelodeon. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the advice. I'm gonna move on and. I'm going to get him fired. Just kidding. I won't. But <laughs> Well, I mean, we can put together a plan. <laughs> Sabotage. Well, let's go into a few throw your phones before we get to talking about the week in general. Uh, Bet sent us a great throw your phone. Yes. She says, I mean mugged my phone on Monday's recap. Luke and Andrew made me want Arby's so very badly last week when Bobby and Mike started talking about it. Bobby said he was going to the nearest Arby's after the show. I know exactly which one in Buffalo it was. Jeez, oh, Matt yeah. Stalker. When you, uh, but she, when you, he's, she's visualizing Arby's. She's stalking Arby's, not Bobby. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that Arby's. Oh, I've been in there. Oh. That uh, continues. There is an Arby's not too far up the road from work. So when I left, I ordered two beef and cheddar. You know, like yes. a fat kid. Ate one in the car. Got home before everyone else. Drew a bath yeah. and made dreams come true. And ate the other one in the tub. Good planning. Huzzah. Bet, bet le- lesser uh, people will tell you to get the like the giant beef and cheddar and just eat that. But it messes up all the ratios, and I'm sure you you got the regular two regular beef and cheddars because the proportions are marvelous there, and you should you should never mess with it. I do. Um, uh, I add a, one Arby's and one horsey sauce, so I'm interested to hear um, what others add to their beef and cheddar or their their um, 
they're Arby's treasures. So get I at just us. the idea of having Arby's in the bathtub is just <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> and if a little there's been Arby's... an oil spill, oil spill, <laughs> clean up. And you know, a little Arby sauce drops on your thigh, and you're like, Bleh. "You're already in the bath." Whatever, exactly. <laughs> Living the dream, Bet. Yes. Living the dream. For sure. Mm. <laughs> um, this is a note from Mafio who says, may we never hear Luke say, quote, mother humping, unquote, <laughs> ever again. It's such a weird um, term. Yes, I would say if it comes between Luke saying mother humping and Andrew saying mother humping, I'll take Luke any day. <laughs> but that's the only situation. I uh, disagree. Um, really? Because... I, I have no picture of Andrew's mom, so uh, <laughs> nothing there really bothers me. I mean... You know what I'm saying? Hillary, you t- break this tie. <laughs> I don't I don't literally ever think of the mother involved in it. Just as... I don't either. <laughs> <You> don't? <laughs> no. I I, no, I don't think of it when it when it's the when it's the, the motherfucking... Mother yeah, but when you go mother humping, it, it just clicks my brain over a little bit. Oh, well, it puts mother back in there. And I'm like, oh, mom's in play. I don't want to know your mom. I now imagine uh, Andrew's mom as from the like, you know, oops, the dirty monster. Like that is what she looks mm-hmm. like in the head. Like she's just like a cartoon <laughs> running around after a bird. <laughs> all, all right, let good, me good. tweak this question. Would you prefer Luke saying mother humping or Andrew saying these bearded lips. <laughs> I'll go with Luke, uh, mother humping, because yes. uh, I don't have to, I'm not female and hetero, and I never will have to kiss Andrew or imagine it. So it doesn't bother me. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, from yeah. Heather. Are you gagging? Is he- it was Phyllis on the line? I hear gagging. <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> uh, Heather on Bainbridge Island. She specifies, do we have a non-Bainbridge Island, Heather? I think we probably do. Uh, she says, I wanted to give a reassuring hug to my phone when Luke and Andrew conclude that they're going to hell. No way. They have brought so much laughter into my everyday chores. They are truly men for others. I agree with you, Heather, that Andrew is not going to hell. Luke, however, I will reserve judgment on. <laughs> I don't know. I have this. I have this. Uh, I feel like if anybody ever wonders if they're going to hell, then they're probably not going to hell. But that just because you have like an awareness that you might be doing some bad stuff mm-hmm. and you're trying to rectify it somewhat. But yes, uh, of the two, for sure, it's way more on the Luke end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. If only one of them can stay out of hell, it's going to be Andrew. Come on. 100%. Um, and uh, finally, Colian says, uh, this was a from Friday's show, but I don't think we're going to talk about the topic. So I wanted to put this in here. Uh, Colian says, what are the chances that prisoners are listening to a podcast? Slim to none. Didn't we already discuss this? Uh, Mike, you are the one with the practical knowledge on this topic. Well, I I keep in touch with people and I, I listen to podcasts about prison and the... Uh, a lot of inmates have access to a lot of the internet, in, including um, devices with the ability to um, download 
stuff to be listened to in their cells. And it's just, it's happening everywhere. I don't, I don't know if the feds have adopted it, but there are a lot of states where, you know, you, you can, um, even in, even there, there are county jails where on your commissary account, you can rent time to, um, to listen to and, and surf the internet on a device that's, you know, protected from doing anything horrible. So don't think that, uh, a lot of these guys aren't listening to podcasts. It, their ability to reach back out, however, that's a different thing because, um, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of this stuff doesn't allow interaction. They could just read or listen, you know, Mm -hmm. they can't, get back out because you know it's like tell that guy when i get out i'm gonna fucking chop his head off and kill his <laughs> wife. you know it's like you don't know nope, nope. but they're listening colian you you get us 95 percent of the time you sharpshoot us and you're right and it makes me mad quietly very mad uh but i got you this time i've been waiting <laughs> um can they can they look at porn on the computer? No. No, no, no. Okay. Blocked. So that's blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, they can just, you know, read news, you know, entertainment sites and mm-hmm. all that bullshit, you know. They probably ban stuff like World Star, you know. <laughs> stuff that they feel might, you know, make your blood boil mm-hmm. a little bit while you watch Get it, you people know. excited. <laughs> Get a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have some more incredible throw your phones as we go on but uh let's get into the week in tbtl hillary all right i pulled the short straw on this one um this is titled please make this stop um not to be completely negative you know we love tbtl but this april fool's quiz bullshit was too much it was i it it was so boring it was boring on top of boring you know i don't think and I, I believe this is reflected in a throw your phone. I don't think Andrew is great at quizzes as much as he loves them, but um, mm-hmm. Luke is piss poor at them. Um, let's just go straight to uh, throw your phones. This is from Diana. She said, I thought Andrew as quizzer was awful. Turns out Andrew as quizzy so much worse. I literally fell asleep 25 minutes, woke up and he was still not done explaining his thought process. The upshot, oh finally another day of the week will break Monday's longstanding recommended show streak, uh, which is uh, very, very, very true. That will Monday will yes. not win because it was about, no. gosh, shoot, it was like a two hour show and you know, conservatively 60% of it was this quiz because the thing about when, it, oh go ahead go ahead uh, no I was just gonna say the no, thing please. about Andrew is he's he's a thoughtful person but that sometimes it comes to like extreme deliberating and asking more and more questions mm-hmm. and going through his thought process and you're like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. this was like the difference between Jeopardy and who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> and why I could never stand watching who wants to be a millionaire because mm-hmm. we had to oh, have yeah. a discussion about every question. Well, what do you think? Are you sure? Are you really sure? Are you super sure? Why don't you talk us through your thought process? And I'm like, just answer the goddamn question. They get through like 10 of them in an hour, yep. which is the what third... happened on TBTL. <laughs> right, right. And the third time, the third, no, actually the third lap that they did about exile on main street, uh, I, took my oh phone my god i threw so it bad. into the goat pen across the street 
didn't go back to get it till the next morning when they were sleeping. <laughs> when the entire listening population was going, Andrew, <laughs> that's one of the spoof answers. But wait, I don't understand. Yes, they're but, giving it to you. <laughs> but I don't. Why would it be? You, were they ahead of the time? But what? <laughs> you have figured out that it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Because it's a fake answer. <laughs> Good job. You did it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I thought I, I thought it was a put on. You know, I really did. I was like, no, okay, that. But yeah, then I thought that's not Andrew's sense of humor because if something occurred mm-hmm. to him, he would, you know, it's like, okay, this is it, you know. But he was genuinely unsure. And uh, wow, I just thought that was the best acting job I ever heard. <laughs> uh, or, or I'm super mad at this this uh, program right now. This it. This is going to sound meaner than I mean it to. Uh, but sometimes I think, because he does do that a lot, where he's like, wait, I don't understand. Like, explain that to me. Let's break it down more when I'm like, no, 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 we're just ready to move on. Like, come on, let's, like, do this at a clip. Yep. I sometimes feel for Genevieve, because I, I know that she really loves them. They've been together for a super long time, and they have a seemingly really good relationship. But um, I'm sure she's like, Andrew, move on. Like, let's mm-hmm. do something else. Stop questioning why, why. Or like, you know, how, what does this mean? I don't understand it. Uh, anyway, I mean, maybe some some thoughtful internal internal <laughs> reflection <laughs> would be helpful. Maybe um, we we sort of have another throw your phone on this where it says it's from Mackenzie. It said words that strike fear into the hearts of tens. By the way, where's my Reader's Digest? <laughs> yep. um, yeah, it is. I don't so know. Good. They're just leaning on this content that's not really I mean I guess it was sort of jokey funny at at first in the way that we always talk about Garfield or we always talk about you know old things that made us laugh or that we really liked as children but as a content provider it's like guys maybe once for 30 minutes but Mm -hmm. let it go as Elsa says I would rather they read articles from men's health (laughs) than Mm. from Reader's Digest agree agree um, I mean, that's not to be like Forrest Gump about it, but that's really all I want to say about, about the April's <laughs> quiz. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's go into the yes. big topic yes. for the week in our segment into the wild. In this case, literally, oh we did God. not know how prescient this uh, segment <laughs> title would be because they finally made the uh, discussion or the announcement uh, of the giant surprise that wasn't a surprise to anybody because Luke, I mean, it's not teasing it. Luke revealed it multiple times over the last month that they will be doing the DBT Elathon in Australia. And because it's Luke, and we know that this is entirely Luke's idea, right? Yes. They're not just going to go <sighs> around the coast of Australia and go to the cool places. Oh I mean, why would you go to Australia and go to Sydney and see Ew, the famous disgusting. harbor? I, How basic. I mean, God, you might it's run a into a ten. thing. I know. Instead, they're going to drive smack up through the middle of the country, the Australian outback, which is no joke because they're going to go from the giant lobster or the giant prawn, as Luke has <laughs> now got called out for being wrong about it and it's very self-consciously Commenting uh, referring on it every to it time. as the prawn every time right. they're going to drive from the lobster all the way up to Larima. And wasn't that the pink panther 
bar and grill where the yeah. murder, yeah. whatever yeah. stuff went on. I've lost interest in that. Um, why aren't they going to Wooden Bong? <laughs> yeah. I'm more interested in what's there than in what's in Larima. But mm-hmm. um, Larima has been covered by another podcast that seemingly did a really good job of it. Right. Oh, I bet I, a Wooden not... Bong con- uh, podcast would just take off. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what they're hoping to accomplish other than just being on the road seemed to be the magic formula for getting the money last year so they're just up and avoiding tens yes at least the end where's the listener party in australia i mean is there some scorpion pit that we can all fly into (laughs) you know i've seen on the stens page the australia tens coming out being like there's a live show there's a live show in australia they haven't said they're doing a show no i know anywhere yeah I don't know if they just are too busy talking about the drive, that they haven't mentioned a show, but they have made no indications that they're going to do a show for listeners or interact with listeners in any way when they're in Australia, which seems like a shame to me. Well, you're going the Australian all the way Australian listeners, I mean, they're one and only chance to meet Luke and Andrew. You think that they might facilitate some sort of meeting, but, you know, it's It's like if deal. your kids run away every year for a week. Do you reward them when they come home? I don't think so. <laughs> it, it, it is. I, I'm not like a huge, huge planner. I mean, I, I try to be, but I'm not great about it. But their lack of planning or thought about beyond the initial idea is astounding to me. Yeah. <laughs> and also, have they never seen Crocodile Dundee? Like when he's in the Outback, like it looks frightening. Um, and I mean, all I've ever... I love your source material. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's a movie, I don't know. I All I've ever heard beyond Crocodile Dundee, which is actually a pretty good movie, all I've ever... It's more of a documentary, really. <laughs> all I've ever heard about kind of the middle of the country is that one, like nobody really lives there. I mean, it's kind of like Canada where, you know, a majority yeah. of the people that live in Canada live within... 100 miles of the U.S. border because that's just like the most habitable area. I don't think many people live in the center part of no. of Australia. And people from Australia are writing in like, no, this is a bad idea. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, last year when they announced the hitchhiking project and everybody was freaking out like, oh, they're going to get killed. They're going to get lost. They're going to die. And my reaction was, now, come on. They are adult men. And this is the United States of America. They'll be fine. <laughs> this time, I feel like some of this freaking out is warranted because this is stupid. They're going to rent a car that is the approximate size and shape of a Yaris. And they're going to drive this up through the middle. They're going to drive a compact car up through the middle of a giant country oh my that they have no idea what to expect. Oh, Driving on the opposite side of the street. <laughs> we all know that Andrew is a bad driver anyway. Oh yep. Um, I just foresee some potential problems here. Luke is far too irresponsible and distracted to do any serious planning. And I think Andrew's anxiety will often get the better of him. I think he's a good planner, but he sort of freaks himself out. A lot. Yes. And so I can see a lot that could go wrong with this, which I guess is half the fun. 
I guess, but it's just as there's so many unknown unknowns in this that. Yep. I I posited that I think that they should drive because well, it's they're going to Adelaide, which I hear is beautiful. Actually, I feel like I don't know why not drive the coast from Adelaide to Sydney. It's still a pretty long. I mean. Australia is like the size of the U.S., right? Roughly the size of the U.S. It's pretty big. So what they're doing is basically driving from where, you know, from Austin to Minneapolis, I think, is essentially like the mileage. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that's about right. At least, you know, we have 35. It's a nightmare, but at least it's a habited road. That is like, I just, Mm -hmm. it is the snakes and (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, the driving on the other side of the road, like that trips me out. And I I think I'm a good driver and that would freak me out. Oh. It'll be fine though. When you're out really out there, you know, you, you only see another car every two or three hours. So uh-huh. you can work out that left or right thing. They're going to run out of gas. They're going to run out of gas. That's what's going to happen. Oh, well, yeah. that's why it's good that it's a compact car. And I, I want to tell you that. Let's, let's, Let's get some mileage Fuel going efficient. here. <laughs> oh my god! Can they get a solar car? <laughs> oh my work? god! Yeah, <laughs> they, they wouldn't even slow down when they got to their location, and the sol- the power of the sun would just speed them right through. So the the yep. place that they're they're going the mur- murder or whatever <laughs> podcast that happened there um, is that near Alice Springs? It's north of there. It's, it's when north, I looked okay. when I looked at the map. It's it's almost a straight shot up from okay. Adelaide, and I would say Alice Springs was about two-thirds of the way, and then Larima was just right up at the top. Uh, so let's see. Other people have some um, concerns about this, too. Mainly Sam, who sent a very good throw your phone. Sam says, hugging my phone for dear life. I was going to implore some crafty tent to create a desperately needed tracker for the dudes who struggle with episode numbers, anniversary numbers, and all other iterations of show-related tallies. But now it's clear that we must all pool our resources to invest in the snake bite kits, life alert buttons, and medevac helicopter accompaniment they will so clearly need. Also, can one be inoculated from this is a knife jokes asking for a friend? Mm -hmm. I think it's called exposure therapy, Sam. We just <laughs> hear it enough and we'll stop being bothered by it. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm concerned about these snakes and flies. Flies. Uh, people on the Stens page are posting about the Australia flies. I ain't down for that. No. I am not here for it. No, I don't like them. I'm sure there are hotels and gas stations and all this petrol stations, excuse me. Uh, right. But between all these places and mm-hmm. I mean, I speaking, speaking as myself, Emily loves it when people say, uh, <laughs> I just think I could plan this trip and be no fucking problem. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. If the, if that's what I want to do and see those things and stay at those places, I could plan it. No problem. And, and, and nobody would be sleeping outside getting eaten by the flies and the snakes, you know? I just, I, it's... That's my frustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so are you going on this trip, Mike? Is that what you're saying? You're going to plan it for them? Uh, it's going to be fine? No, we'd go to Woodenbong and get that project going. <laughs> yeah, we would. 
Well, and the other thing that frustrates me is Andrew's insistence that they don't want to do touristy things. Because They've never been be- to... I mean, there's a reason it's a tourist attraction. Yes, uh-huh. you don't want to be a dumb tourist, but you don't have to go like wearing your Hawaiian shirt and your dorky dad hat and with your camera. You know, you can go and appreciate these world famous things. Go see the Great Barrier Reef in the Opera House and all the cool yeah. stuff that's there. It's it's okay to do what everybody else is doing. And more consistent with the you know, let go of what people think about you and get on that Segway attitude. <laughs> yep. Ooh, can they ride Segways uh, yeah. all the way up to Laramie? I, I totally can imagine, <laughs> Andrew, on a Segway, like for the rest of his life, wearing one of those little helmets. I mean, just taking a Segway everywhere. Oh, yeah. But I just cannot, for the life of me, make peace with him on rollerblades. So I just, <laughs> we can't ever, ever let that happen. Oh my god! Just the outfit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, does it stick with the khakis, or or do you get do you get does he have a getup? You know, because oh, you know when right. you take up a new sport, sometimes that you get talked into the getup, whatever it is. Knee pads, elbow <laughs> the pads, <whole> deal. <laughs> right? Wrist I'm, guards. I'm gonna tell a quick, embarrassing rollerblading story about myself that I don't think I've ever told. Um, this is why I. Anytime he mentions rollerblades, I'm almost like, oh, no, no rollerblades. When I was like 15, I was rollerblading around the neighborhood. It was the 90s, so it was an appropriate time. I was not wearing any mm-hmm. any safety gear at all. Um, and this boy that I sort of liked, who I now hate, he actually I'm is I'm so another... glad you said safety gear. <laughs> he... <laughs> He came out of his house and he was like, come in, let's hang out. And so I went, I clonked up. I didn't take off. I didn't take off my, <laughs> my rollerblades. And I walked up the stairs to his room. <laughs> Inside the house? <laughs> and we, to- we totally missed. Made out while I was wearing my. Anyway, we made Hillary out. Hillary goes for it. <laughs> Hillary just goes for it. When the rest of us hesitate, she just does not. Does not. Oh. Uh, we made out while I wore my rollerblades, but then that was it. There, we never made out again. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just anyway. clunked back down. Over there. <laughs> I think I did. Straining my shirt. Uh, uh, so I don't know why I didn't take them off. Why well, I don't know why I didn't take them off. I was going upstairs. Why did I keep them on? But I did. I remember the feel of like honking up the, <laughs> up the stairs. Get it, girl. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no time. There's no time to take off your rollerblades. Who has time? <laughs> uh, All right. So, Unfortunately, yeah. it's it's uh, it's my my turn here to talk, and uh, my eyes are teared up from laughing. This weekend, beefs as the ball turns. In Nemesis news, um, Luke is coming to the. Uh, conclusion that he does not hate the guy um because he sees him as a uh, like a co-worker that you know does all the dirty stuff at least i'm projecting mm-hmm. this onto it you need a couple people on this on your team that you know are gonna do stuff and not talk too much like
Hillary over at the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, with the assessors. God damn, how are they going to assess? I don't know. How, how can they so be expected hard. to properly assess? It's so hard. All right. All right, back to the focus room. Um, it It's taken Luke a long time. I mean, I, I was a gunner from way back. I, I was a scorer gunner. And just, I would recruit anyone that would support that habit. Uh, point guards, power forwards, centers, all people that wanted to make me look good. Um, and, and all, you know, not klutzy, but, you know, little athletic ability, but, you know, always willing to, to pass you the ball or go take someone out or, you know, get high in his car, whatever. <laughs> whatever the, the situation calls for. <laughs> the guy will just do it. So, uh <laughs> The best throw your phone, I think in the history of throw your phones, at least for me, was provided by uh, Kirsten. Yes. Regarding basketball talk and a new nemesis, ugh. Do you ever think the YMCA basketball guys see Luke coming and just think, this fucking guy? (laughs) To which I reply, Kirsten, yes. Hey, wait, Mike, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen Luke play basketball? Have you ever played with him or been around him when he played? No, but um, we we very narrowly missed a few times, but but missed by you know months and years, not by where we were playing. But uh, I did I did uh, uh, play with the his writer friend that everyone hates now the the Indian oh, Sherman Alexi yeah. Yeah, Sherman Alexi. I played. I played quite a bit uh, with him, and boy, was he an asshole. Really? Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> I held my powder on that the whole time when everyone <laughs> loved him, and now that everyone hates him, I can just I feel free to say, uh, asshole. How oh, wow. Hmm. Capital ass. Uh, so now we have um, Ellen's throw your phone. I've never wanted anything as much as I want to hear an interview with Nemesis. <laughs> Is he even aware of Luke? I, Nemesis is capitalized here. That, that, I know it's his that, name. <laughs> I like it. Just that that wasn't unnoted, Ellen. <clears throat> Would he recognize him if you showed him a picture? If yes, how would he describe him? Regular guy? Total dick? I, I, I want nay. I, I want nay. I need to know these things. I'm trying to give Ellen her proper due here. Because she came back. She fired right back in. Right back in with another one. Still on basketball. Luke has become uh, totes chill about his basketball performance. Yep. Alternative theory. Luke has channeled all of his competitive aggression into his relationship with capital (laughs) nemesis. As someone with zero athletic ability uh, but plenty of competitive spirit, this is usually how I entertain myself while missing shots slash failing to catch the frisbee, uh, etc. Then I go back to solo sports where I can behave like my better self rather than an angry little chihuahua. <laughs> then she fires right back in with, I regret any offense I may have directed toward the chihuahua and or chihuahua loving community in my last comments chihuahuas are great dogs and didn't deserve to be characterized as angry or irrational and that was the last or your phone we got from ellen on on this topic but i i i i if you're talking angry and irrational that's a chihuahua right there so (laughs) uh 
Yeah, I wish he hadn't sent the last one because I'm anti-Chihuahua. I'm scared of them. I'll stick my whole arm into a Great Dane's mouth, but I, <laughs> I don't even want to. Yeah. No, I'm not getting near a Chihuahua. Sorry. I don't like it when they shake. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> no, you're too little. What's yeah. happening? A shaky animal. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm sure it'll continue. And oh, wait, but there's another little little thing on that, right? About coaching your teammates. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Sorry, that we have oh, to bring that. Was up. there a throw your phone, or is that just in our notes? I mean, there's a like personal throw your phone from me. <laughs> it's a throw your phone in my oh. head. Well, okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I think Andrew said, "Well, you know, maybe you could, you know, because maybe they're talking about shining up dudes' game." Because mm-hmm. you know, he obviously has some fundamentals, and and maybe we could shine him up a little bit, or or talk to the other guys about how to get better and win games. And uh, it's just uh, I gotta say, when you, you're playing pickup sports, advice um, on the court or wherever you are is not generally welcome. I mean, if you're tutoring someone, like uh, when when I was at, at at Sheridan, that lovely hotel, um. Big country, this big, big six uh, four boy never played basketball really, um, but wanted to get exercise instead of just jogging around the track. Listen to the two radio stations we had. He wanted to play basketball, and he said, "Can you show me how to play basketball?" And so when we would play pickup, I would instruct him. But that is the only fucking time. Other than, I mean, I coached a lot of teams, and yeah, I'll jump right in and, and instruct. But that's you're a coach when you're a pickup basketball player if you start coaching people you're an asshole yeah yep i have had this happen to me not on the basketball court obviously Mm -hmm. but in choir oh one of the reasons i left the last choir that i was in because i hated this woman so much and she made it a really trying experience to sing in that choir because the conductor would always uh, sit her next to me because you pair strong singers with weak singers. So he always used to put a whole bunch of weak singers around me so that I could lead them along. But she wasn't a terrible singer, but she wasn't a great singer. And she would do things to me like one time she came and she's like, uh, you know, if you would just open your mouth a little wider and make that long O Ugh. that John was talking about, it would just be so much better. Ugh. And I was like, excuse me? It is such a breach of etiquette. It's so rude, mm-hmm. especially in a community choir where we're all just amateurs. We're all just doing the best that we can, trying as hard as we can, and nobody's getting paid for it. And the only people who are allowed to give me notes are my director and my section leader. Mm-hmm. Some random woman is not allowed to give me tips. Ugh. Right. And she, she knew she stepped in it as I gave her the death stare. And she, like, patted my knee and she was like, you're so good. It would just be the cherry on top oh. of the Sunday. Oh, stop being and so in my brain. Oh, my God. In my brain, I was like, if you do not take your fucking hand off of me right now, I'm going to rip it out of the socket. 
She did stuff like that to me repeatedly Ugh. when I was clearly one of the best singers there. And I'm like, Obviously. no, I hate her. I hate her. Ugh. So rude. It is so rude. You're not in charge of me. You Don't be giving me pointers. Oh, it's so frustrating. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then one time she. Then you feel time, like subconscious all the time because you're like, is she, she watching me? She turned to me once. And we were sight reading new music that I guess she had sung before somewhere. And she said. Shorter, more staccato. And I looked at her and I said, in general, or are you talking about me specifically? And she said, well, you specifically. And I said, why don't you worry about yourself? And then we can talk about my issues. Yes. Angry. Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, I'm glad. Did you you actually say that to her? Yeah. I'm impressed. That's awesome. I'm so mad. Good. But if I was one of those guys on the basketball team with Luke, he's going to take a fall pretty quick <laughs> if, he, if he kept talking to me that way. I'm not yeah. aggressive, but I would be so angry. No, I, I, I would, uh, I would not do anything physically to him at all. But I, I feel like I not only am going to like beat you at the basketball game, but I can also talk faster and better than you, and I, I will ruin you with trash talk that's the only time i would forget the trash talk is when 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 i had a deserving target you know like Mm -hmm. i I didn't i never felt like talking shit you know when we're just winning some routine pickup basketball game but you know get me fired up and then yeah that's something luke would have gotten me fired up and and i would have found multiple ways to make him never want to come back to the ymca uh, or even you know the the neighborhood that it it's in. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. All right. <clears throat> well, it, it the ball is turning and it will continue to turn as long as he is there. Yep. So um all right. Um so, so we're gonna move into music for your over analysis. Um so we, we I think they spent about like two separate days talking about this old town road song. This I'm gonna take my horses oh. down the old town road. There you go. Uh there it is, right there. Billy Ray uh what's your what can be your name? Are you Billy Ray Cyrus? Or are you Little Mike X. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus the virus. <laughs> um, I decided I wanted to talk about this. Well, one, I don't know. I thought that their, oh, their analysis was fine. I just was, I've heard it a couple different times talked about. It's, it must be like a slow entertainment month or something because I've heard this talked about several mm-hmm. times on several yeah. different podcasts. Um, Why don't you explain for, for Bob Stein? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i like that because we know bob's bob. not listening to the show so he doesn't have any context that's, that's a segment that's a whole segment <laughs> explain for bob's diet is this yeah. country or is it not country is it racist that they won't play this on country music um i you know i i've heard it on i've heard it explained on the the podcast that I recommended who weekly pretty well I thought that they went through a pretty uh good discussion of it kind of explaining it laying it out because or like what the origin of the song even was because that's a whole other story it's bizarre and it's like I think on TikTok which is you know this new I don't really even understand it and I probably should because I have children and I'm sure they're going to get into it but it's a whole other social media thing and 
SoundCloud. I don't know. Anyway, so this song, which is country, I guess inspired, was on the country billboard charts, but then it was taken off, and some people think it's racism. Um, it, it, of course it's racism. Yeah, because I'm like... Of course it's that's, racism. I, it was weird because they were so waffling about it, and I'm like, they still play Taylor Swift on country um uh, stations and she is not a country artist anymore she hasn't been one for uh, almost like 10 years at this point um so i i, I don't know I'm like she's Flor- still white yeah <laughs> you're a white lady <laughs> um and like i don't know florida georgia line did a song with bb rexa um that's another who weekly standard um and i think that charted on both um you know it was on the pop charts and whatever also on the um country charts we actually really need um hit parade to do a a little thing on this because he really delves deep into the charts and what they mean and how they do it but yeah no of course it was racism it was this guy that was like a soundcloud rapper that did a country tinge song um that that was i would say it's it's a country rap hybrid they've got some country instrumentation they've got some hip-hop instrumentation all the like electronic like vocal yes stuff in there is very hip hop yeah but i there's no reason why they couldn't play it on the country charts if they wanted to but you know he's black yeah come he's, on ew, he's black oh. they've already got darius rucker they don't need any more black guys <laughs> so in the country true. it's so true they're like look we're not racist i have several black friends and it's like the one and like cowboy uh-huh. troy or whatever but um oh my god <laughs> cowboy troy <laughs> <laughs> But I think that, well, I think it's going to be really interesting because now that, well, it was really, really popular. I mean, it was not popular with me because I don't really listen to the radio that much anymore, but it was really popular and played on the radio. And now uh, that Billy Ray Cyrus has recorded a track with him, you know, I guess a little um, verse with it, it is blowing up. Like all of a sudden on my Twitter feed, like there's articles in Vulture, there's articles in New York Times and well, uh, I am making a claim that this is going to be the song of the summer. Now, it is early and it might peak like now, but it's everywhere. I feel like all of a sudden it's like that's all people are talking about, like I said, and people are writing about it. So we'll see if it really does catch fire. And actually, Billy Ray sounds pretty good. I mean, I haven't really heard him since, you know, whatever Billy Ray has a great voice he does and he actually, always has uh he sounds really good and I don't know I, I think it I think and I think now you know that it has the legitimacy of this older white gentleman <laughs> that it, it will be played on the country stations it will be on country billboard and I think it's gonna blow up pretty big I mean I think it could be song of the summer um but it, is it April. won't be yeah, it won't be TBTL's no, song of the summer no. because that doesn't peak until September, <laughs> right? Or the like the next year when they release it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we'll see if it actually has uh, staying power or if it's sort of just like a lark, if it's like the thong song or something like that, where it's just just something that everybody kind of likes for a second. But um, mm-hmm. but it is it is certainly blowing up, and I think it was it was funny to hear Andrew. I could tell he, no, he wasn't embarrassed, but he was a little bit like, yeah, maybe it is country. Maybe I just was listening, you know, and didn't really think it. But now I think it's country, and I think he felt a little like, I don't know, embarrassed that he just hit, uh, thought no, this isn't country. 
I thought the intro was more plausibly country, but then when they got into the body of the song, yes, yes. that's pretty hip hop. It is pretty hip hop. But I mean, now that they've I've listened to the one with Billy Ray, it does definitely keep that more of the um, mm-hmm. throughout. <laughs> put put Mike and but what was that? What quality was that? Hillary? <laughs> put Mike and me together. We're gonna form a band. It's gonna be so yeah. great. We're gonna get Epic. the song of the summer. <laughs> Jail dude and the rollerblader. <laughs> chung 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 chung. That that'll be the opening track as you you going up up and down the stairs. <laughs> anyway, uh, so stay tuned. We'll see. You know, we're gonna start getting into song of the summer territory. Are they, they don't really start that until like. Like August at this point, so well, no, because they're going to be working up to Australia <laughs> until June. the first week of June. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about how sick I got of hitchhiking talk. Oh my goodness! In like for three weeks before they did the hitchhiking, that's all they talked about, and I was just so tired of it. By the time no. they actually got to the week, I was like, "Thank God!" Done. So there's no room for anything else until after that's over. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume. So it can't start until at least mid-June. No, that's right. And it won't because they're going to be decompressing then. So it's going mm-hmm. to be July at the earliest. Yep. And if we could go back, it would be a great burn for you to compile the time spent talking about hitchhiking with the time actually spent right. hitchhiking. hitchhiking. And actually hitchhiking, not the part where they took the bus or the part where they rented right. the car. Thumbs. Thumbs in the air. What was mm-hmm. the time? You know, and and no, and car time, thumbs in the air, and pickup. You know, time. Let's mm-hmm. give them all that, and compare that to the amount of time they spent talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next uh, segment we have. Hello, my fellow kids. Didn't uh, Christy? That's that's her. She inspired that mm-hmm. that segment. I think she really likes it when when they try to get all uh, slang termy. And this week. Andrew was um, saying that he might want to start avoiding slang terms. And, uh, and I think you fired right into the chat with the, uh, could not agree more. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, why do we have to use them anyway? I'm not a slang user myself mm-hmm. very much, except, you know, ironically, what a fire tweet kind of way i don't uh-huh. think i ever pull a tbtl and tip over into from irony into sincerity with my vocabulary that way but i'm i don't know i'm weirdly old-fashioned like i don't even like abbreviations in my texts or anything like that uh-huh. i have to spell out y-o-u every time oh i do too i don't like what i, I don't like that. you yeah i'm just like i'm not i don't run in the circles that create slang and I, I don't know. There are a few things that I think are worthwhile as slang, but I don't know. You just end up like you're trying too hard when you do that stuff. Yeah, uh, I, we were yeah. talking about this before we um, started recording, and I, I just think it's another place where middle-aged men are being persecuted i mean we just can't get a break because you know you want to keep up on your pop culture you want to you want to be with it and you want to you know get you know what are the youngs thinking hello my fellow kids 
You know, and what are and the youths of America talking about? <laughs> to youths, that one youth once. <laughs> um, so you know, and and I at least I can bring uh, legit prison slang from the 1990s, but these guys have no excuse to be bringing any slang. And the slang that we should be using in our age in uh, white straight group. Um, don't get ironic until it's okay. Until you can tell it's okay. Mm-hmm. And just, just otherwise don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Damn. And I, I think, I think also that you hit a certain age and your brain just starts hanging on to slang of yore yeah. and you can't get past it very much. There slang is slang of yore. I, I like, I like that show title. <laughs> by the way. There. I work with someone who is, I don't know, um, probably your age, Mike, who unironically says cool beans. Cool beans. (laughs) Oh, no. No, he'll be gone in the first purge. I can't stop saying it. He'll be gone in the first one. I feel like that's just about right, though. That's the right. I feel like I had camp counselors that said cool beans all the time, and that's about the right age age group. Sounds Mm -hmm. like a plan. (laughs) <laughs> nobody has said cool beans since i was a freshman in college so we're a little bit beyond that now uh it's like if you're going to use slang you have to stay up on it yeah uh, otherwise Anne won't be a happy camper <laughs> nope i think that yeah no unfortunately i think my slang is all stuck in about 1992 like it, I, I don't like add in word. cool beans or anything but yeah it's like word. that's rad Hillary I wish I said rad I always think it sounds cool but that is not for me but like I use awesome way too much like it's not ironic it's just as okay that's awesome you know whatever it's just as a part of my I don't think mm-hmm. that's slang I don't I think that's just a part of speech now you, you corrected the spreadsheet awesome <laughs> it wasn't really awesome or did i just click a couple things and just make you know make your life a little easier um yeah awesome really awesome i feel sorry for awesome we need a funeral for awesome (laughs) and cool i mean cool is cool cool beans is another story but cool just in itself i feel like it's just a it's just a part of language that works for me yeah (laughs) but yeah no i i i think i've tried to use like hella and stuff and it just sounds awkward and not i'm not i'm not a northern californian i lived there for two years but that is i can't i can't i can't do that it's it sounds too awkward coming out of my mouth i would buy it but it it's all about you whether you buy Cons- it do you want no. to be that person that no, says hell? i don't i i actually right. it does make annoy me when Luke says fire tweets because it has rolled over into something that he just uses and yep. First of all, none of his tweets are fire at all. If we're going to use that, they all suck. So I don't know. (laughs) And I know he's kind of like joking, but he also kind of wants some adulation. They all are terrible. Even the good ones are terrible. They're all terrible. I don't agree. Sometimes they're if if you could really separate the wheat from the chaff, there's there are a few gems Mm. to mix metaphors. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. All right. So there's talk of uh, nerds versus geeks versus dweebs and, you know, what terms we're using and, and what sticks. 
and I tuned completely out of it because as a jock, I mean, it's not a right, 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 right. You have no experience with any of this. <laughs> I, I can smell them. I know, I know what they are when I see it's like pornography, nerd, dweeb, <laughs> geek, double geek, triple nerd. I think that dweeb isn't something that's used. That is solidly from like the eighties, but I, I do. I like dweeb use dork sometime and i i think that is very much a negative like i'm like what a fucking dork i think dork has replaced dweeb (laughs) yes um and geek to me is just somebody like a like a smart person maybe i don't know like they like are somebody who's super focused on one aspect like a D &D or something like that or see that's that's why i disagree okay that it has to be somebody who's really smart. I would see a nerd as somebody who's just generally a smart sure. person. Sure. But a mm-hmm. geek is somebody who is very enthusiastic about Fanatic. a certain, as you're saying, a certain subject yes, yes, yeah. or area, yeah. but doesn't necessarily have the brains <laughs> to go along with it. I mean, they can be smart, but yes. th- there's no intelligence factor in geek. Like a nerd isn't always a geek. No, 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 wait. A geek isn't always a nerd. Well, I guess nope. they don't, but they don't nope. have to. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> Stop trying I to just... put everyone in a box, Meredith. <laughs> Meredith? Yeah. <laughs> got to get got to label everything. Got to be he or she or oh, yeah. geek or nerd. Just let let people be people. What's I wrong think with it's you? very interesting, though, because if you consider like those guys that go to football games and take their shirts off and they're all painted underneath – that's a geek just as much as anybody who's into science fiction, who's a, mm-hmm. For sure. a yeah. trekker or a doctor. And probably not a nerd. Those sadly. guys are total football geeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But we just never characterize it that way. And the guys that are super into, you know, like baseball stats, what is it, sabermetrics or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I think those guys are geeks as well. Mm-hmm. Like MMA enthusiasts, totally. But they're geeks. also nerds. Sabermetrics guys are also nerds. The football fans are generally not. Yeah, nerds. yeah, because they're really good at math. I'm just. I mean, generalizing, it, it depends. As, are you, as I do? Are you creating the sabermetrics, or are you just looking at the sabermetrics? Yeah, well, if you're, if you're understanding brains. all of it, that's a that's a level of intelligence I that I haven't reached. <laughs> It's this is just a, I think it's so fascinating as a um a language thing that we all use these words and we all seem to have slightly different definitions of what they are. Yeah. I just want to know which one's going to hurt. That's ah. what's important to me. Hmm. No, I I think it's case dependent. I mean, I, I yeah. really do. Yeah. Something as as jocks we need to keep working on. So, mm-hmm. um it's a project, and we're not very good at that. So don't don't expect. Uh, what that is what is Trump soon. calling Adam Schiff these days? Pencil neck. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, a pretty good one, he, and he kind of is. But that is so straight out of like the fifties and sixties. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. God. All right, let's go to our uh, last segment for today: the evergreen <laughs> picky eating segment. Yeah. Uh, they start talking about. This Burger King story, Burger King, is introducing a Whopper made with the Impossible Burger, the meatless, 
plant-based. Is that what we're saying now? I, Essentially, the vegan so. burger. Uh, they're going to be introducing this in St. Louis and uh, rolling it out, hopefully, to the rest of the country. And Luke thinks this is wonderful, of course, because it's going to give him an option at uh, at Burger King other than fries, I suppose. And I... I don't understand. They keep having this conversation about, you know, when we're going to get to the point that fake meat is so meat-like that why would anybody then keep eating animals? Why wouldn't everybody just eat veggie burgers? And I was thinking, who are you arguing with? Yes, yeah. Who Who's saying, I'll never eat a veggie burger? <laughs> it's cows and pigs only for me. It's, right. They're ha- having this imaginary verbal boxing match with somebody who doesn't exist yeah like yeah lots of people will eat impossible burgers cool great i thought the interesting part of this story was that uh st louis is their test market because (laughs) right it's like if this makes it here can make it anywhere you know yeah I, i thought that was really that was really clever on their part because it's such an investment and we'll get to buffet restaurants later, but um, it's such an investment to take on a product that needs to be prepared separately from yes. whatever you're doing. Yeah. And in particular, um, this product, because you will get people who are buying it on a, on a religious uh, basis, you know, the, and, and they don't want it prepared anywhere near, um, meat-based products or pork products that's one that took luke a while to grasp that you can't Mm -hmm. just toss your impossible burger on the grill and cook it up like i'd be fine with that that'd be fucking fantastic for me but but if if it means you're going to hell um you know which people of of certain phase think when they they partake of these you know forbidden meats or whatever uh, they think it's really going to happen despite their intentions. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot at stake. So I, I, I don't think anyone's ever really explained that to them. Yep. Or there are people who really do walk the walk that Luke is trying to walk right now. Uh, yeah, three yeah. animals who are right, just right, right, right. really have those ethical and moral concerns. Not about just the a health. Of animals. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Luke's kind of straddling that line right now, but I have a friend who's vegan and I said to him once, um, what was the reason that you chose a vegan lifestyle? Was it for the health benefits or is it an ethical thing? And he said, oh, it's 100% ethical. It's like, I still eat chips. I eat tons of crap. I just don't want to eat animal products. Fair enough. Yeah. That's the... If that's what you believe, then no, you you don't want that on the grill with all the cow burgers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so like far away from, I'm not like a huge, huge meat eater, but it's just like one of the things that is not, I don't think about that much. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I had a dog. I, I love animals, but I don't, I just don't like, I probably erroneously don't like quite connect the two as much. Um, mm. So I, I just kind of, I don't have, you know, what does he call it? Like raging animal empathy or whatever. It's not raging. <laughs> yeah. Overdeveloped. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I don't know why. I just kind of like I had this barrier of it. And actually, Bridget was at telling me the other day when we were eating bacon. She was like, you know, this is a pig. Did you know that? And I'm like, I, I do know that, actually. And she's like, that's weird. And I'm like, I know. So, I mean, it's kind of that awareness, but you sort of, I don't know, compartmentalize it a little bit. Right. I don't actually find there to be an ethical conflict between you know, caring about animals and eating animal yeah. products. Products now, I mean, you know, raising them in humane yes. ways. Yes. Yeah. I would say yes, for sure. I care about that, but I don't have a problem with the the circle of life, I people. I, I did say that. I was like, it's a circle of life, and they were like, back to eating their bacon, not really caring what I was. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this is weird, mom. Yeah, weird but yummy. No, it's delicious. <laughs> Well, I'm sure we'll talk about the Impossible Burger some more. Of course. As it rolls out into, I mean, the odds are pretty decent that Luke will have to go to St. Louis for something sometime in the not too distant future. So I'm sure he'll make his way over then and try that. The other uh, food related topic that they talked about, uh, this was on Friday. I actually thought this was a really interesting topic was uh, the death of the buffet restaurant that more and more um, buffet restaurants, buffet chains are going out of business. And, you know, we used to have an old country buffet that was right in the same strip mall as my gym. And that went away a couple of years ago. And I was really surprised. But I guess once you stop to think about it, it's, it's not that surprising. I don't they know. They ran the out last of time. potatoes and salt, and then you just <laughs> to call it a day. The only time I go to buffets, they're like nice ones for special occasions. I am never like, mm-hmm. let's yeah. go to OCB for the nine ninety nine surf and turf or whatever oh it is. It, that's so true, and that's what I was <clears throat> thinking about. That it's evolved into is is fancy. Um, brunch buffets like there's a restaurant that I really like uh and always want to go to on like a Sunday I think oh let's go and it is always it's a buffet and it's like a $25 buffet and the problem is is I mean listen I like to eat a lot but I really don't I can't eat that much after a while so I don't ever feel like I'm getting my money's worth and in this particular Mm -hmm. one drinks are not included so I feel like I can't Pile yeah, that it's much gonna be on. a hundo for for the both of you. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. even without like, the kids. Yeah, this is it's Jack Allen's, um, and you know, it, their drinks are expensive, and I, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just can't eat that much, um, so I think it's kind of BS. But and you made a good point about uh, the one good buffet, the one good buffet, Indian buffet. It's so good. Am I right? Because the thing is, it's like conversely, if you go to an Indian restaurant not in the buffet time it's really expensive because you want to get all the options and you're like shit i just spent a hundred dollars where i could have just spent like 8.99 at the buffet and gotten a little bit of everything mm-hmm. oh, i love an indian i don't buffet. think i've ever been to indian buffet i've had oh indian my food it's so good lot, it's but... so good <laughs> why is so... it better than just getting indian food besides the savings are very appealing i, I, I like that portion of the story because you get to try a little bit of everything yeah and mm-hmm. and that stuff really goes together well to me. Like I can get any mm-hmm. there's nothing that like there's no four yeah. things that I can put on my plate and I'm like, oh that didn't go together. That was disgusting. Yeah. You know, it's just know it's like saying. all the kind of spices and the flavorings, they all sort of go together. Especially when you pair it with rice and naan, then it's like, Great, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I think that Indian food also benefits from sitting a little bit. Yes. 
in mm-hmm. a way that a lot of other kinds of food don't. Like your right. fried chicken is never going to improve. And your cheeseburger from the time you you put it degrading. in the yeah in the warmer. That's it. That's peak. But Indian food that that's got legs, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Stew and its juices. The one good time that you really want <laughs> you want to do. I that. will explore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I guess I. When I think about going to a fancy buffet, um, I don't necessarily think, you know, that I need to get enough food to justify that cost. I just want it, if I'm going to spend the 25 bucks or the 50 bucks, I want it to be something a little bit special. Sure. Yeah. You know, like a really good place that has really interesting food. So your run of the mill fancy brunch restaurant doesn't appeal to me that much. Yeah, like. I can make better scrambled eggs than that, like, you know, mm-hmm. that of scrambled mm-hmm. eggs. It's all powdered yeah. scrambled eggs, Ugh. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there Although, are some. Uh, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I am sad about Old Country Buffet for one specific reason, because my mom can be a little bit snobby about other people's weddings. <laughs> She's a little bit keeping up with the Joneses. And so she was like, you know, turning her nose up a little bit at, at the affair that someone had thrown. And I was, I just, you know, sometimes you feel a little bit naughty. And I was like, well, when I get married, I'm having the reception at an old country buffet. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, what? And I said, absolutely. Think about it. Surf and turf for $10 plus yeah. your, do you do yourself self-serve bus? ice cream. That actually I was is like, a good that's idea. the way to go. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, I am absolutely serious. So, we'll see you at the I carving station, that. mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, I, I just hope that you can somehow pull it off. <laughs> just have a party, <laughs> just throw a party and, and find, find one mm-hmm. to come cater it. Fresh prime rib, mom, get over here. Fresh prime rib. <laughs> I'm going to get a cone. Does anybody else want a cone? It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> twist. Let me dip it. Let me dip it. I'll dip it. I'll bring one dip, one no dip. I, she's not looking I at me. I got a toppings bar. <laughs> <laughs> gummies? Do you want to freeze some gummies and break your teeth? Yeah, let's do that. Um, gotcha. My kids love Jason's Deli, and it's like it's fine, but they do. They have a good salad bar. With pudding, of course, inexplicably, but of course. Um, but they also do have the the frozen yogurt or the ice cream, and I get so excited because it's so good, and it's free—not mm-hmm. really, but it's free. It feels yeah. free, yes. It's a la- laganape, as the guys like to say. <laughs> uh, Andrea, can we get a pronunciation check on that? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Hillary, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, Gaddy's. Of course, um, Mike. Well, I have uh, kids. Gaddy's is like a Austin Central Mr. Texas. Mister Daddy's is what my kids call it. Mister Daddy's. Oh, that's cute. That well, I worked there from 2011 to like 16 at, at Far West, and it, it's a buffet restaurant. So you know, we're constantly feeding the buffet, and they were besmirching like the cleanliness of, of mm-hmm. buffets, and and you know they're. They made it sound like every buffet is like that. Like you're not taking temps and, and always rotating everything. It's just, you know, it hurt my feelings a little bit. I think I'm going to stop listening. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially if it's like a steam bath buffet. You can keep yeah. that pretty, oh, yeah, pretty hot. 
we had that and then uh and then we had a you know large warm warm area for other you know pizza and pasta stuff and mm-hmm. come on now it was always delicious it's 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 a place you can take your kids um uh and waste a lot of money yeah so. dave has definitely uh i think dave might have lied about rory's age for uh about a year and said that because i think kids under two eat free or something he was like yeah he's mm-hmm. a year and a half when he was like almost four right <laughs> he's two-ish right. yeah right. They, there's one so in, that's there, there's one in our neighborhood and he's definitely he's definitely taking the kids a bunch yeah that's the um you know it's the low-cost buffet and the pizza Caddy's Pizza is pretty good if you get it delivered, and it's all right when it's fresh on the buffet, but it's not one of those pizza slices you're looking no. forward to if it's been out there for no. 30, 40 minutes no. just curling <laughs> <laughs> like a pizza toenail. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, let's go to final thoughts. Uh, I had a candidate. Uh, for uh, that's a good spoof, of course, for the week, and it uh, it wasn't even one that Luke and Andrew knew was a joke. It comes courtesy of dazzling donor Lauren Castelli, oh. who wanted to make sure that she wished Hillary a happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, it was so perfect! It was so perfect! It was like divinely put there. It was. Such an ideal time. They had just talked about St. Hillary and then went into this conversation about Hillary Butler. I mean, of all days. And yeah. then yep. it was so, and I was about to write, oh, they're talking about Hillary Butler. And then Lauren pops in with her happy birthday <laughs> to me. And Andrew says, well, that's an evergreen blurs day. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I mean, but we don't know when Hillary's birthday was. It could have been any time. It- and I was like, that's the joke. <laughs> I, I'm writing in for the next Blur's Day. Just, you know, happy evergreen birthday. <laughs> Hillary. Oh, and it's a, so funny. And I think it's because she included my maiden name. They didn't make the connection that they had just talked about Hillary Butler. And then they were talking mm-hmm. about Hillary Butler again. But they did, you know, say like, did you know this was going to be about a Hillary? Um and it was it was perfect. It was so great. Thank you, Lauren. It made my Wednesday. Actually, I think that was Wednesday when I was having a really shitty day with my nemesis. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lauren. And I I listened to that episode like right away. I was on it as soon as it came out. And so I heard it happen. I wanted to be like, oh, my God, you guys, listen right now. Hillary, listen. And I was like, nope, nope. Spoilers, Anne. Spoilers. You were Just so. other people come to it. You were so Yeah, that good. was tough. It was. You were so good. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for Lauren's. And then and then there it was. It was just oh, chef's kiss. Perfection. Yes. So what do we think is the must listen for this week? Uh, Diana is correct. It's not Monday. No, it is not Monday. I don't know. You know, I said Wednesday, obviously, because I'm a sociopath and I like anything that has to do with me. But um, weirdly, I thought. Friday was good, even though it was on the longer side. I liked the discussion of buffets. I mean, even though they were just kind of cribbing from the article, which I now want to read. But I, I enjoyed that one. Um, the, and maybe it was Australia announcement. I don't know. But definitely not Monday, for sure. I'm following the same thought pattern as you, Hillary. I think, personally, I enjoyed Friday yeah, a lot. I did, too. But I thought Thursday for the Australia announcement 
was probably the most important day of the week. Sure. So I guess depending on your metric for which show you would want to listen to, the one where you get the scoop on what's happening or the one that you have the most fun listening to would depend. I like what about it. you, Mike? You didn't remember uh, anything. <laughs> yeah, the whole week bored the hell out of me. So. <laughs> I'm just this kidding. Was... I was I was distracted, so I didn't I didn't listen very closely, and that's what I was trying to say. This week was very much feast or famine. Yeah. It was like one hour, two yes. hours, one, one hour, two hours, yes. one hour, two hours. That's why maybe I thought Friday was really good because I was dreading it a little bit because it was two hours. But it, um, I don't know. I thought it was it reminded me of days where I just kind of enjoyed hearing them talk. Whereas sometimes mm-hmm. I'm annoyed by what they're talking about. <laughs> this time I thought it was just sort of a fun show, and they talked about, you know, they were goofy and dumb about Australia about planning. But I don't. I just thought it was sort of fun and engaging. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of the planning when it's still fun. It's not the last two <laughs> weeks of the planning when yes. you wish they would just talk about anything else. Anything else. Oh my goodness. Where so I guess that's not a very definitive answer. I yeah. got, I'll say Thursday yeah. was probably do it. the day that you should listen to. Well, let's do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. If you would like to buy some merchandise from us, visit our store at littleredbandwagon.com. There's a button that says shop and we have plenty of things where you can show your TBTL love or, you know, get a little LRB memento. Whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, the archive project continues. We did not hear from Christy that we got any <laughs> anyone volunteering to help scrub WMMS Morning Zoo, Buzzard Morning Zoo, oh. off of the internet. So, I mean, unless she hasn't checked the mail, which Very seems unlikely. But come on, guys. <laughs> um, buy stuff from Amazon. If you do, I don't know, maybe. Uh, little we'll blow you up. Wagon. We'll blow you up on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Slash Amazon so we can see the kind of fun, weird, crazy, interesting, mysterious things that you guys are spending your money on. Our sister podcast this week, Earbuds and Earworms, uh, Happy Horns and Sad Horns, possibly Medium Horns as well. This is music that uses horns, I guess. Saxophones, French horns. Cool in the gang, baby. English horns, Alp horns. I mean, anything goes. I'm sure they'll all be in there. Probably. All right. Get involved. The Little Red Bandwagon, not the, littleredbandwagon.com is our website. Uh, throwyourphone.com. Thank you, guys. You actually, I think we said this last week as y'all remind us um, of things that have happened this week since we have a little bit more of a loosey-goosey wave. Uh, recapping so thank you for that and keep them coming um, join us on our Facebook page basically it's just people like roasting me for my birthday I think Jeremy put something on there <laughs> <laughs> so you know God love you thanks Jeremy uh, the show Twitter is at LRB podcast email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com the voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL that's 802-432-8285 um, fax bobbing your butt at 617-354-8513. Um, and with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Nailed it.
Sports car. God knows, stress I've been through all. 